All right, great. So hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of Podcast with Gautam and Jin. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Jin Vansky, and with me is my co-host, Gautam Sivach. Today, we are super excited to have IBM fellow Marcel Mitran with us. Marcel is the CTO of Cloud Platform and IBM Z Systems and a longtime supporter of driving innovation at IBM. Marcel, welcome to our podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. So, Marcel, to kick it off, please tell us about how you started at IBM and what led to your appointment as CTO for IBM Z Systems. Oh, well, I joined IBM uh, just over 20 years ago, um, and uh, I started off as a compiler developer in the Java just-in-time compiler team for the, the IBM JVM, uh, specifically on, on Z, on the Z systems. Um, and, uh, you know, I played a role there leading uh, soon the Java strategy for uh, Z systems and grew into compilers and platform optimization more broadly. Uh, did a ton of work working with the hardware team, uh, co in, you know, co-designing, co-inventing new instructions, new capabilities, um, and um, and then kind of took a new role leading the Linux strategy for the platform as the CTO for Linux One, um, and that that sort of sort of opened the door to the need for us to to embark on a cloud strategy with the platform. Uh, it became sort of pretty clear that in the absence of a cloud strategy, we didn't really have a, a platform strategy uh, on these systems. And so I, you know, I drove a lot of the work around the adoption of cloud native technology, initially IBM Cloud Private, and then OpenShift uh, on these systems. And uh, I, I invented HyperProtect, which is, you know, our, our public cloud offering that leverages confidential computing in the IBM Cloud. Um, and drove a lot of the strategy as a result around confidential computing for for IBM more broadly. So, you know, it's interesting how those you know things have sort of progressed from, you know, implementing assembler code basically for Java to, you know, driving a cloud strategy for the platform uh, over those 20 years. And it's always sort of amazing to look back at that progression and and just be a bit in awe about it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's sort of you know, 20 years in a nutshell there. <laughs> Thank you, what an amazing journey. So what are some of your top, you see as top concerns in the IT industry today and how is the work that you're leading right now helping to address some of those concerns? Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's still a lot going on in the industry as there always is, but I'd say a topic that's certainly hot these days, and that's continuing to gain more momentum in my in my view is sustainability. Um, you know, I think we're you know we're recognizing that um, sustainability is no longer you know a nice to have. It's becoming an imperative for businesses. Consumers are making purchasing decisions based on uh, you know the sustainability posture. Of their uh, of their providers of their uh, and so you know it, it's in the IT industry that's equally true um, you know we know that 60% of global businesses uh, consider sustainability fundamental to remain competitive these days um, you know 50% uh, of surveyed organizations seek more 
energy efficient products and services. And, and when we, we look at the, the IT industry, global data centers, you know, on their own con consume the equivalent energy or CO2 or produce the equivalent CO2 emissions to over 26 million homes, right? So there's, there's tremendous opportunity in the IT industry to address uh, green IT or bring I, I green IT to bear. And, you know, we believe that Linux One is pretty, you know, with its, its scale out on scale up infrastructure, which is a very unique way of sort of building dense computing for the enterprise is a very, very effective way of addressing uh, data power, uh, data and footprint concerns in the data center. And then we've seen this in spades recently with, uh, with what we've done with the city uh, group and MongoDB helping them address their sustainability concerns in the, you know, in the data center uh, by putting their Mongo as a service uh, cloud solution on Linux One. We were able to significantly reduce and address power consumption and physical footprint uh, requirements in the data center for Citibank. Um, we've had other examples of clients um, like um, uh, the, uh, the um, uh, a Dutch local government agency where we were able to reduce uh, the kilowatts uh, consumed by 80% just by moving the workload from x86 blades to Linux One. Um, and, and, you know, another great example is what we've done with a large insurer in, in Asia Pacific where we reduced their power uh, footprint by 62% um, by moving their workload uh, from x86 to Linux One but we also reduced the floor space required to run the workload by 86%. And so Linux One's been a great way for us to address that sustainability uh, and those, those sustainability issues and concerns in a very effective way. Um, the other key one that I've noticed is compliance and audit auditability. There are definitely a lot of challenges around compliance and auditability in the industry. I, I did some, some user research work couple of years ago where I interviewed CIOs and CTOs across the industry and talked to them about security and, uh, you know, some of the emerging technologies like confidential computing at the time. And I'd say nine out of 10 of those conversations quickly pivoted from security to, um, to compliance as a, as a focus of the conversation. And that's because, you know, a lot of the, the standards around um, uh, around compliance are are changing, and they're becoming more and more complex, uh, and they're changing at a faster and faster pace. Um, and uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of risk associated with compliance and auditability. It you know, in some sense, it's sometimes more of an art than a science. And so, you know, a lot of these CIOs and CTOs, you know. That compliance and auditability was keeping them up at night, and they were—they are very worried about their ability to, to meet compliance, uh, and 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 the impacts are quite noticeable. You know, 61% of organizations experienced a compliance lapse or violation uh, have done so in the past three years, um, and there are some very severe consequences to failing, you know, to, to meet compliance audits. So we're we're building um, automation technology into Linux One called the uh, the, the IBM Z Security and Compliance Center, 
um, to help with this. You know, we we want to be able to integrate and automate and make repeatable uh, the ability to, to to capture all the information required to uh, to meet audit requirements on an ongoing basis, right? And detect drift, of course, against the, those requirements. And, and and as the standards change, you know, to automatically integrate those standards into this compliance and, and security center so that the client doesn't have to, uh, you know, to keep up with the standards, the, the system will do it for them. Um, and we've, we've seen that this can have a dramatic effect on reducing um, the effort required for audits, we, we think we'll go from months to, to like a week to, to prepare for audits and, uh, and reduce the effort and the skills required by, you know, over 40%. So, you know, I think that's going to be a key one for us as well as we look at uh, the evolution of, of the Linux One platform and the Z Systems platform. The last one I'm going to touch on, the last thing that I see as, as an emerging concern in the industry is is really what's going to happen post-quantum, right? What's going to happen when, you know, quantum computers are become pragmatic and practical and can start to break existing encryption technology? And we all know that that's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Um, and, you know, I see, I see financial institutions worldwide getting worried about this because there are existing bad actors who are already doing, you know, harvest and decrypt later um, efforts where they're capturing the existing encrypted data today uh, in anticipation of their ability to decrypt the data in the uh, post-quantum age, which is, you know, nearing. Uh, and so we, you know, we see this as a, as a huge threat, right, to, um, to financial institutions, to the world economy, to, to so, on so many dimensions of our, our social and, and economic uh, world. Um, and so we've introduced technology with the IBM Z16 um, and, you know, down the road, you know, on Linux One as well, uh, that allows for, uh, for, for encrypting data uh, and keeping it secure in the post-quantum uh, era. And so, you know, this is quantum safe uh, crypto technology. So that's an area where I also see a lot more focus and a lot more energy, um, you know, emerging today. So thank you for that elaborate answer, uh, Marcel. Uh, so you talk about Linux One being a platform to help clients address sustainability as well, and and being the platform to host the auditing and compliance center. And you've been the CTO for Linux One now for the last seven years. Uh, would you be able to talk a little bit about also you know what Linux One is in general? Absolutely. So so Linux One is you know is is really us kind of recognizing. Um, I'd say roughly about seven, eight years ago, that uh, there is value in that as as Linux became more central uh, to the IT landscape and to enterprises' strategy, that there was a need for Linux environments that offer better qualities of service around availability, around security, scalability, um, and so. We introduced Linux One uh, in 2015 into the market with that in mind, right? To create a, a Linux system that's designed for the enterprise, um, that's going to be able to take advantage of all the open, fast-paced innovation of the Linux ecosystem, but but give you also all the value propositions of 
enterprise-ready infrastructure. Uh, and, you know, we, IBM, have six decades of experience building enterprise-ready infrastructure uh, as, you know, as, as we have with our, our Z systems. Uh, and so we, we thought that bringing those two worlds together and creating a Linux-only system that, that's built on top of that infrastructure was a great way to address the emerging need for, for this, uh, you know, this enterprise-ready Linux environment. Um, and so, you know, it, the Linux one is very different than what you can do on on other, you know, commoditized Linux environments. It it, it offers seven nines of availability. That's, you know, roughly three seconds of downtime a year. It allows you to scale out and scale up on the same, you know, on on a single piece of infrastructure. You can host thousands of Linux guests, millions of containers. Um, on a single piece of infrastructure. And you can dynamically reallocate resources like compute, memory, I.O. across the environment uh, in a non-disruptive way. Um, you can host up to 85 different hypervisors on a single uh, Linux One environment. Uh, and all of those hypervisors are provided better than air gap isolation between them. So it's really 85 discrete systems um, that are that are you know providing EAL5 plus isolation. That's the best in the industry, um, but that can share the same resources under the cover to give you a very efficient way of running your enterprise uh, and keeping it you know up and running and highly available. Um, and then there's there you know it's it's all about being you know being designed for the enterprise. So having large caches you know. So large, Massive, like eight to 15x more cash per thread than anything else in the industry. Having integrated acceleration for encryption, up to nine times faster uh, and better bandwidth for encryption and decryption than anything else in the industry. Um, it's about having the, the world's best hardware security module and highest certified hardware security module. The FIPS. Uh, our HSM is FIPS 142-2 level 4 compliant. Nobody else in the industry has a hardware security module that's certified at that level. Um, you know, and so it's the aggregate of all those capabilities that make it possible for, you know, clients like, um, you know, like City to host Mongo uh, in a way that's inc like incredibly efficient. Um, uh, you know, they, 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 there's not, they, they were able to meet their sustainability goals uh, just by rehosting, but they're also able to provide a more resilient and more scalable and more responsive solution for Mongo than, than they could prior. And along the way, they were able to address concerns around um, cyber resilience that they could not address on uh, the x86 infrastructure that the Mongo environment was hosted on prior. So it's uh, you know it's it's really uh, it's it's that that's what Linux One is right it's 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 the enterprise ready Linux environment that you always wanted um, that comes with all the all the right qualities of service and engineering to meet the needs of uh, running Linux based mission critical enterprise ready um, environments. Great information and awesome stats for our listeners. Uh, you were recently appointed as an IBM fellow, and in the end, please share your experience about uh, you know some of the key technical projects or accomplishments in your career to date for people who look up to you as a role model, please. Yeah, I, I mean, I think 
it, it, it goes back to the early days of, of uh, working on the JVM. And, you know, right off the bat when I joined IBM, you know, I was always challenging the, you know, the de facto standard, the this is the way we do it. And always looking to looking for why can't we do something different? Why can't we do it better? And you know, it started with just how we tested the JVM back in you know 2001. Um, you know, I, the first thing I did when I joined the team was I, I said, "Hey, this isn't uh, this isn't the right way to test this." I mean, we should really rewrite the test harness from being in C to being written in something like Perl, which was much more amenable to you know, uh, string manipulation and, and string management and so on and so forth. And uh, I just, you know, did it over the weekend and then brought it to the team and they shruggingly said, okay, sure, we'll try your way, Marcel. And it was a resounding success. And, you know, I never looked back from that point on. It was always about why can't we do more or why can't we do something better? Um, you know, when it came to uh, the JVM, it was, what else can we do in the hardware? What else can we do in the middleware? What else can we do in the operating system? Let's not just limit our scope of innovation to the JVM itself. Why don't we think about the JVM as part of a, you know, an end-to-end -end stack, an integrated end-to-end -end stack? And that was, that was something that was very unique, of course, about, um, about IBM. It continues to be very unique about IBM is that you have the, the, the power or the, the ability to influence the entire stack and integrate the entire stack. And that just gave me a lot of, you know, got me very excited and gave me a lot to play with, quite frankly, and a lot to go innovate with. Um, and to, you know, to this day, you know, over 100 new instructions introduced into the, uh, the S390X architecture as a result of a lot of that innovation. Um, and then with Linux, it, it, you know, that continued. It was, you know, let's, let's think about a Linux-only system and what could we do. Let's make sure that we are bringing new workloads to the, to the platform and not just sort of living on the existing tested and proven workloads uh, with technology. And, and let's drive differentiation like technology, like um, confidential computing. Um, which, you know, translates into secure execution on the platform today. Um, so, and then, and then sort of recognizing the need for uh, that cloud strategy. And, and uh, you know, when, when everybody was saying, why would we ever, you know, do cloud native on Z? I was the first to say, we have to do it. Let's do it. And figured out how to do it and got, you know, wrestled some arms and legs to go off and, and get a port of IBM Cloud Private working. Um, and lo and behold, it, it, it got, people got very excited about it and it took off. And that of course led into the need to bring OpenShift to the platform when the Red Hat acquisition closed. And, and uh, you know, that making Z a priority when we looked at, um, you know, where to go with OpenShift and what to focus on. Uh, it was very clear from a business perspective, due to the success we would we had with IBM Cloud Private, that OpenShift on these systems was had to be a priority uh, for Red Hat and for IBM to figure out. Um, and and it just it just snowballed from there. And and then you know the last one I'll make the last point I'll make was the you know just the public cloud and getting Linux One and Z systems into the public cloud. And you know I. It, there was a lot of pushback when, you know, I, I started entertaining those conversations and, 
a lot of mines are grounded in the existing business and the you know the, the what the rest of the industry is doing and it's you know it's hard to get people's minds shifting to well what's the art of the possible if we don't allow us to be bound by the rest of the industry but see really you know differentiation in value instead um, and that's how HyperProtect came about. And it was interesting because that came about through an engagement with Apple, where, you know, Apple started off saying, we don't want to go after, uh, you know, the existing mainframe business. That's not something that we see value in. But when I told them about the value proposition that we could provide through a public cloud offering, and that would open up the value of these systems to a much broader audience, which is, you know, what Apple Apple is all about volumes, right, and reaching volumes uh, of clients. When we were able to show them that, they got very excited about the value proposition, and that helped them to launch the HyperProtect work. So, you know, I think it's just, you know, the ongoing, you know, process of, of challenging the way we do things and recognizing that there's always room for better, for more improvement, for um, and for change, right? But doing so in a constructive way where you're bringing the right data, the right arguments um, to bear and, and you know, showing people the value and making the right arguments. So I think that just having done that repeatedly over the last 20 years is, is largely why, I've, you know, I've been, you know, I've been able to get to, to where I am today. So wonderful insights today, Marcel. Thank you for sharing with us on how IBM Z and Linux One addresses top IT concerns around sustainability, compliance management, and post-quantum security. And thank you for sharing career highlights and driving innovation at IBM. We look forward to bring more content on emerging technology for our listeners and learn from life experiences from people like Marcel and wishing all technology enthusiasts a great success and growth in their technology career. Thank you.